Who has a bunch of ducks or crows yeah. next to them? That's um, me. Okay. Well, in this session, we intended to play Octane, but I think Wilhelm is the only one who played it about a year ago. John and I hadn't played it, and we didn't really stop to really look over the rules. So while this session, I think, is very much in the spirit of Octane, if you're looking for an example of the precise mechanics, I don't think we quite get there. But it's a lot of zany fun, and I think that's what this very light story game is about. So... Have a listen. So this is obviously inspired by psychotronic silliness, like uh, Buckaroo Banzai, Repo Man, Wild Zero, Six String Samurai, that kind of stuff. So what you would do is is you go down to your uh, page 49, and then there's a bunch of roles. Uh, you can just pick something, and if there, there's a, a detail you don't like, you can switch it up for something else. It's not super important. But these are basically like archetypes, and they'll, they'll state like which style it suits the best. So, um, for instance, uh, let's say the drag strip queen tends to suit any mode. Elvis impersonators tend to suit any mode. Like there are some that suit, suit uh, you know, exploitation, grindhouse cinema stuff better. Badass mofo, grindhouse. There we go. So I can read you the, uh, the little intro for the, or the description of the setting. Uh, here on page 82. So picture, if you will, the Old West, rugged cowpokes, black mustachioed banditos, plucky non-frontier uh, gals, not non-tier gals, frontier gals and chiruchon gunslingers, wild mustangs, high desert plains and dust clouds on the horizon. Now jump forward 100 years and add rock and roll music, classic cars and the neon-lined streets of Sin City. Uh, still not enough. Add 1980s heavy metal, cult science fiction films and B-movies, Mexican wrestlers, and post-apocalyptic fashions. Take every pulp cliche, bend it 90 degrees, and set it to a blistering soundtrack. That's Octane, baby. Viva Las Vegas. Uh, personally, I dislike writing big, overblown settings. I tend to avoid games that use them. You know, those games that have detailed maps and entries for every person and place in existence. There's nothing wrong with that kind of attention to detail. In fact, one of my favorite games is Talisanta, and that's all about the details. But I wanted Octane to be your game. I kind of, here are some places to play with, uh, to play to get you started. Figure out what you like and then run with it. Uh, the only thing I wa do want to make perfectly clear is that the world of Octane is not our world. And by that, I don't just mean that Octane has aliens and talking monkeys and Aztec mummies. I mean that this world was never our own world. It has no history, no past, just a future. And it's your job to figure out what that future is. Oh, yeah. You might be confused uh, by the geography of Octane's America, like how can Judas Priest and Ramones albums exist when England and New York don't exist? The answer is because Judas Priest and Ramones are too cool not to exist. Uh, it's like talking about Asgard or Avalon or Tatooine. These places are too cool not to exist. Don't sweat the small stuff. Uh, the continuity police will not be breaking down your door if you let something slip. So basically everything east of the Mississippi doesn't exist. It's just empty empty roads leading nowhere and uh westward you have all the like shangri la and uh, uh the pacific and on the other side you have somewhere you have monster island where you have like giant kaiju types and then you have like japanese superheroes somewhere way far to the east well that's about it it's been a while since i looked at this 
yes, you can you can be like uh, Mad Max type road warriors. You can be crazed aviators. You can be death rock sirens. And what mode are we thinking of playing? Straight psychotronic. So let me let me cover that. Uh, so no character death, uh, no graphic sex or violence. Meaning, you know, not a whole lot of blood and guts and gore. I don't care if you punch people or shoot them. But it's going to be like the A team. Like they fall over and then they maybe get up and dust themselves off and and they're dizzy or something, right? Games should be quick, fun, and zany. Uh, so two, three hours. Uh, inspired wackiness is encouraged with plot point rewards. The characters should work together. No inter-party conflict. Uh, the characters should be solid, dependable, and heroic. Uh, men and women are treated as equals. Outre racism doesn't exist. The entire setting is wide open for use and should be garish, colorful, bizarre, and all the other synonyms for weird. Uh, players are free to include lots of pop culture references, bad puns, and the standard complement of geeky behaviors. Take a gander at RPGs, uh, Deadlands, Over the Edge, Feng Shui, and Gamma World for game-related inspiration. Uh, and of course, they reference movies like Buckaroo Bonsai, Repo Man, Six String Samurai, Wild Zero. Oh, and Mystery Science Theater 3000 for every kind of, you know, silly thing. Atomic Monsters, Drag Racing Queens, uh, Women in Prison, Mexican Horror Wrestling Vampire Movies, that kind of thing. That's that's what we're doing. I already decided the type I'm going to play. A Mask Luchador. <laughs> I'm using a, a luchador name generator, La Phoenix Tijuana. See, <laughs> si, I am the great La Phoenix. No, uh, La Phoenix. Is it La Phoenix? <laughs> El Phoenix. That's right. It's El Phoenix. Well, yeah, La Phoenix if I was a girl. Gear, he's got mask, wrestling tights and boots, at a Spanish English dictionary. Daring and might. And he has skills of wrestling, acrobatics, feats of strength, broken English. Taste for spicy food. And all of these things, like skills, they're just like guidelines for like things that your character does. They're not meant to be like, oh, you get a penalty or some, something like that. This is just like, this is what your character is about. So you have daring, you have ingenuity, you have craft, you have charm, you have might, and you have magic. And most people won't have might or magic. They'll just have charm, craft, ingenuity, or daring. But if you have might or magic, then that allows you to do some, you know, extra things uh you might be able to get away with certain things if you have might or magic or you may be able to do things if you have particular types of might or magic there's an example of, in the book of a, a luchador that has like fire breath when he drinks uh tequila or mezcal or something now what the style points do they simply allow you to roll more dice when you use that particular style so if you have a bunch of you have all three points in daring, then then cool for you. You get to roll six dice when you when you do daring, um, if I remember correctly. Uh, and what you're looking for when you roll is the highest die. And if you roll a five or a six, hey, cool, you get to say what happens. So if you get a four, you have partial control, meaning you you get to say the the vast majority of things. But I get to add like a little twist to the knife. Uh, you roll a three as your highest, then I get to say what happens, but you get to add a detail to make it not suck so bad. On a one or a two, I have total control. I get to say what happens. I may, I may be generous, but where's the fun in that? And if you end up in a, in a position where a scene or, a, or an opponent has a hazard rating, uh, let's say they have a hazard rating of two, uh, that means that you have to reduce the two highest die uh, results that you roll. Right, so if you have a bunch of points in in ingenuity and you're playing like a crazy inventor and you and you're up against like a weird robo scorpion something or other with a hazard rating of two, then you have to remove two of your your highest dice in a roll. 
before we read the result. It's not super complicated. Well, I think with a name like El Phoenix, he's El Phoenix because he's been seen to be utterly destroyed and then he's back. I know there's no death, but, you know, hey, he's a character who basically can take so much punishment you think he can't be alive, and but there he is. <laughs> Arising from the ashes. Okay, I like it. That's a good good example. And, Dirk, you're doing Helljack, the Helljack? Yeah. Awesome. Jacked out of hell <laughs> with his tattered coat and duct tape boots and big metal gauntlet and whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you start with plot points? That's That's an important factor. All new characters start the game with a single plot point. Awesome. Whenever you stunt, uh, make a stunt roll and gain total control of the scene, you earn plot points. Uh, a die result of five will net you your character number of plot points equal to the style used. All right. So that's also an element of putting points into a style, right? So if you use that particular style. and So if I, if I roll high on a might roll, I could add two, yeah. two plot points. Okay. Yes. If you roll a six, you get a plot point regardless plus whatever you have in your style. Uh, when in psychotronic mode, which is what we're using, uh, award bonus plot points to players that added that certain zing to the game, be it with a stylish description, a wild stunt, a truly funny line of dialogue, or just plain bizarre behavior like the characters abruptly launching into a song and dance number straight out of a Bollywood movie. I'm going to earn a lot of points, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> so you can use them to add an extra dice. Mm -hmm. Either get them to do a dice, or you can do a fact. It doesn't change the scene, but it allows you to narrate a good thing. Or if you're a total ass, a bad thing. Of course, being a luchador means I have this tiny little uh, Italian car convertible that I barely fit into. It has to be, it has to be a classic, whatever, whatever brand it is. And if it's Italian, it has to be cool enough to exist. That's, that's the rule. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen luchador movies, and they all drive these Italian uh, Ferraris, I think. Oh, I see. Like from the 60s. You know, convertible Fiore Italian cars. Fiore is what? 63 Fiore. Okay, so you're stomping around, uh, Mr. Wrestler, is usually New Texaco. The equivalent of New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Northern Mexico. Countries governed by a collective of oil barons who are led by El Presidente, a famous Mexican luchador who won his largely ceremonial position in a best-of-three wrestling match. <laughs> Picture a big dude wearing a dark blue suit in a blue and gold wrestling match. <laughs> that idiocracy to that list of yes. movies. <laughs> <laughs> His campaign rallies are all about monster trucks. <laughs> El Presidente is just and fair, an avowed champion of the people, uh, but the corrupt cartel of oil barons is too powerful for him to control. Okay, all right, okay. So here's, I think I got the basic idea here. What was your name? Oz Ozark? O Ozrak. Ozrak, okay. So you are on a mission from God uh, to take on the cartels because they are, they are spreading evil uh, and are the servants of Satan, obviously. And uh, El Phoenix Tijuana, you are you are obviously the heir apparent of El Presidente, and El Presidente will reward you greatly uh, if you take on the dastardly cartels and their um, wing-tipped uh, cowboy boot uh, kicking fire axe wielding nonsense so we are we are in the arid and great uh wasted plains of of new texaco uh with uh, the occasional we're we're cruising uh, along the new new texaco highway in your in your car there el, el phoenix and there are uh 
glowing sludge pools and and uh, smoking uh, oil spills and gila monsters, gila monsters, I guess you call them. Gila. Gila, gila monsters. Running around like crazy uh, all around the cactus and mesquite festooned um, uh, wastes. Maybe off in the distance, you see the, the, the armored cars of road warriors duking it out, but that's not really important. They're not the cartel. And you're rolling into a... Oh, fuck it. Uh, the little township of, of uh, Old Alfredo, uh, where the cartel uh, supposedly has their their uh, their big dope production facilities. They make it from the oil. <laughs> Cue the giant like oil refinery <laughs> bits to the side. The the soundtrack on the on the car radio is something like Southern Culture on the Skids, like um, Mojo Box or something. I don't know. Or, or maybe um, El Santo. Uh, that's that's the song, Viva El Santo. So you're you're rolling into town, and you you can see all these you you, you see frightened uh, townspeople going about their their uh, business. They're probably in, nominally enslaved by the cartel to run errands. Um, so they're like hauling like carts of of dope back and forth. It makes no sense, but it's cool. So there we go. There are these like mexican suit uh like like southern texan uh suits with the not what do you call the like little bolo tie bolo ties right uh like the bolo ties and the wing wing tip like snakeskin boots and and they have like uh, double barreled shotguns and and fire axes and they they look like uh they look like something out of a Ro- robert Rodriguez movie all all sneering this would be a typical like site where you would expect like machete to to uh show up <laughs> I think there's a big, like, obvious neon sign roadhouse, and it's just like cantina in, in like, bright red letters with the, like, final A, like, uh, flickering. Yeah, and that's obviously, like, the, the focal point of, of uh, where all the, the visitors to town go uh, and probably where the, the cartel hang out, usually. So go for it. What do you do? Well, my amigo, it looks like we have reached the dens of hell. I've been there. It doesn't look like this. <laughs> but I could use a drink, pointing to the cantina. See, it is a dry ride from where we came from. No, I'll pull in. I'm like, like six foot six foot seven. How tall is Ozarks? <laughs> he has horns, so it's probably like he gives a tall impression. Six two or something. And we're in a Shelby. <laughs> Windscreen's doing a good job of protecting your nipples, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we chose this kid. I'm your typical, I have the mask on, I'm wearing a suit with a tie. Yes, of course, of course, yes. You fit in, except for the mask. You park, uh, and what? then what? We go in. Step out of the, the tiny car. A lovely, dingy, smoky interior greets you with... Uh, oh, no, some... we just don't walk in. Old-fashioned, you know, you know, saloon doors. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, totally. Stand, and I look over at at Ozarks. I adjust my mask. Ozrak. Ozrak. Yes. Yes. Ozzy, open the doors. Stepping in, looking around, hands on hips, surveying the room. Uh, so the interior greets you. It's it's like like a seventies version of a, of a like old west saloon with the round tables and the the bar and stuff. But they've included like a little stage where they have listless strippers, uh, and you have a, a mixed clientele of like road warriors and the cartel people. And in the bar, there's there's a, a dude you recognize there, Osrak. It's it's Crag, uh, one of your former colleagues in torture from hell. Uh, he's he's standing by the bar 
by the spittoon, uh, like drinking like a sarsaparilla uh, with a straw. Walk up to him and who let you out of hell? I was summoned. I was summoned, um, Ozzy. I'm here to do the devil's work. But I'm trying to be a good guy. I mean, I'm drinking sarsaparilla after all. Yeah, out of a dirty glass. <laughs> totally. I walk up. Tequila, neat. Ah, si, senor. <laughs> you pour you the one you want. If I dare say so, senor, you, you should take it careful. Uh, a big man like you is going to attract the attention of the cartel. Uh, they're not good people. Don't don't tell them I told you. Swirl around my glass, look at him. Down it. Turn it over. Clunk. Another. And I'd sort of turn around and, and just look at the room. You know, with that look saying, which one of you? Which one of you? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, Craig uh, says, um, So, Ozzy, I heard you went straight. Working for God. What kind of a pansy-ass torturer works for God? Have you read the Old Testament? <laughs> <laughs> take, a, take a style point. <laughs> He lifts the sarsaparilla to you and it's like, oh, touche. <laughs> Nevertheless, Ozzy, I'm going to have to take you down a peg. I'm working for the cartel now. Um, and about when he says that, like the like four or five of these guys uh, stand up and they look like all sinister and they're cracking their knuckles. And one of them has like a horrible sinister scar of a half his face. Um, and he, they're all like searing in on, on the luchador. I think one of the ones say, uh, like, you shouldn't have come to our town, luchador. I am El Phoenix Tijuana. I reach up and loosen my tie and pull it off, sit on the bar, take my jacket off, sit on the bar, and start on, and just go, they don't have time. Pop goes the buttons. You know, there in my all my mighty, you know, it's like, do a little one of those little muscle poses. <laughs> take a style point. So you want to dance? <laughs> I think one of them like tells the bartender hit it, and like the bartender like turns up the radio, and we get some sort of like uh, you know <laughs> sway guitar music, and we get the bad fight scene right. So the way this works is you tell me what you want to do, and uh, I'm going to say that anyone who wants to tangle with uh, with Crag, Crag is a has a has a rating of one, being a demon out of hell. The group of like cartel thugs are not that cool, so don't worry about that. I'm taking on the cartel thugs. I, I, I actually let them come at me. I'm, I'm going to let them do the first punch. Oh, of course, like they they come at you one by one because they're they're honorable cartel thugs. So yeah, the first one you know comes at me. I I'll just basically just punch me. I just go out, dodge, grab his arm, and give him. And I'm just going to pick him up and do the old spin routine and slam it on the floor. <laughs> That's your intent, so go for the roll. Your is it daring, maybe? Unless you're unless you're trying like drive him through the floor into the <laughs> into the cellar or something. Nah, I think and this this is a case where I'm just just wrestling with them. I do get an extra die though because I do have daring one. Fantastic! So four dice. Yeah, four is four dice, and I, oh, and three fours. <laughs> Like you say, you do the spin and you throw him down on the floor. And uh, like as you do, like one of the thugs uh, takes out like uh, what do you call it? like a switchblade. Like a, we see this like whip of the switchblade, and he's like, uh, "You'll regret that." Slashes you across the the thigh, like so your pant leg is all fucked up. But there's no blood because because it, this is not about gore because it's the psychotronic. So he just ruins your pants. That's what he does. You can get this just a tiny trickle of red, and that's about it. All right, just a little like a hint, like a little red line. <laughs> I 
paid many, many dollars for these pants. Osrak, what, what's like? What's the like traditional like? Hey, we're demons out of hell, and we're gonna have a battle. What? What? What do you do? What's the thing you do? Do you have like a flaming swords or or like? What do you do? Oh, I don't think Osrak would use the, any sort of traditional thing, though. Mm-hmm. When he sidled up to the bar, started talking to him, he was using uh, his pocket knife, tracing something on the the bar. And when he sees stuff's going down, he slams his hand on this symbol and he lifts up, a little imp pops up and he throws <laughs> the imp in Craig's uh, face. <laughs> uh, do you want to like distract him or stop him in, stop him from being a part of the, the conflict or, or how do you see it? Yeah, it's going to distract him so I can do other nastiness to him. Well, let's call it magic. Okay, so that means I get four. Uh, if you have a point in magic, yes. Oh, you get a five, so uh, you get that uh, that point back. Uh, or rather, you get a style point, because you have a point in, in that. Oh, hold on. Actually, he has a hazard rating of one. Yes, he has a hazard rating of one, so the five doesn't count. You get a three. Now, here's a question. Can you spend plot points retroactively, if this matters to you? I'm going to say yes. Why not? If it's important to you, you can spend your one plot point um, and roll an extra die. As it stands, I'm going to I'm going to say what happens, and you you're going to get to like add a little detail to make sure it doesn't suck too bad. Sure, why not? I'll spend my plot point. Oh, didn't help. Oh, okay. You summon up the imp. You hurl the imp at him. Uh, Crag like uh, does a little like backhand slap across the imp's face as it's flying toward him like Rah! and it goes flying uh, face first in among the the like uh, liquor bottles they're all neatly lined up against the the mirror of the the bar and um, uh, he whips out like a I think he whips out like a it's like a desert eagle or something but it has like the the dragster car like flames <laughs> etched on it and he he goes like ah. Taste the fires of hell, Ozzy! And then he fires, and it's some sort of weird desert eagle dragon's breath round that just belches out a ball of flame to engulf you. And what's what's your little bit to make it not suck so bad? Turn around and hold up my uh, my trench coat to protect me from the flames. <laughs> awesome. So maybe it just like it catches fire a little, uh, but you're not engulfed or like uh, horribly burnt. Back to uh, Mister Mister. Salutador. I just grab, just undo the belt, rip my pants off. I'm now in my my wrestling shorts. <laughs> Take a style point. You will regret this. Reach out and grab him by the collar and slam him headfirst into the bar. <laughs> okay, if you're daring. Oh, got another four. Uh, you get to describe what happens, and I get to add a little detail. Uh, so, uh, is it just straight up? You grab him, dash him in through the bar, and he's. He hits the bar. It doesn't, you know, he doesn't go through the bar, but he bounces off and lands. His head bounces off the brass rail at the bottom. Oh, it should say ding, of course, since it's psychotronic. It should have a, like a metallic sound. Uh, we see in the background uh, the bartender like duck down behind the counter uh, and uh, like he grabs this this old timey, you know, phone, uh, rotary dial phone. He's like calling and he's like, hello, hello. Send El Jefe. It's a it's a disaster here. And we have that uh, that little that's like the bad detail, like something on something's on the horizon. So Osrak, what do you do? I kick the uh, bar stool into his legs to trip him, knock him down. All right, cool. Uh, sounds like daring. Oh, you get a five. But uh, that doesn't count again, so I get a three again. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I think you kick the bar stool and then he kicks it back at you with, with a, you know, a demonian laughter. <laughs> like, you're kicking bar stools at me, come on. <laughs> uh, and it's going to fly to your face, but you get a final detail. As it's flying into my face, I just duck and it hits the uh, the bartender who's on the phone behind me. <laughs> back to, back to uh, El Luchador. I am tired of this dancing. I reach down and grab the two guys. And I'm basically just picking them up and I'm going to throw them at the other two guys. And I'm using might for that. I'm going to throw them as hard as I can. Oh, cool. All right. Here, take your friends and leave. Yeah. All right. So a five. So if you had a point, uh, you get a style point. Oh, sorry, plot point. Uh, you get you get however many plot points as you have points in that style. All right, so I get two points then. Yay! Okay, cool. Pick them up, smack them together just for just just for show, and then one after another, throw them at the other two guys, hit you know, knocking them backwards through tables and patron and patrons into the back walls. Oh, they should be going through the walls. So you're using might, right? One pair go through the window because you have to have someone going. Yes. Of course. <laughs> then I reach over and pick up the phone from the unconscious hands of the barkeep and say, you better send more than just a few and then hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Take a style point. Osrak, as, as uh, uh, you, you duck down, Crag uh, starts to dash in among the patrons and uh, the tables and uh, he's kind of um, firing his, uh, his dragon's breath gun at you as he's like pushing, quote unquote, innocent patrons between the two of you. What do you do? As a waitress gets pushed towards me, I notice she has, she's wearing a crucifix uh, necklace and I go, ah, excuse me, I need that. I'll bring this back and grab it, and I'm going to try to jump onto him so I can get uh, close to him so I can do some magic. All right, cool. Take a style die. Uh, point, whatever. <laughs> plot point. Plot point. I'm trying to get my terminology right. Well, tell me what you want to do with the, with the crucifix, because that may indicate... Jump on him, hold it against him, and start uh, reciting some uh, banishment spell. Ah, oh, cool. All right, so uh, let's let's make that magic. Here's a here's a good question. Do you want to lower his uh, hazard rating, or do you want to actually just plain banish him? See, he doesn't have a super high hazard rating. So you, you may just as well try to yeah cast him out, cast him back into hell. And can I immediately spend that uh, style point? Oh yeah, sure. Or plot point. <laughs> I apologize. I'm getting I'm I'm getting them all mixed up. Oh, cool. <sighs> but he takes the six, right? So it's back to the three again. <laughs> so three, uh, you do, you jump at him with uh, the crucifix and you, and you like, I don't know, plant it in his forehead and you start like uh, reciting the words and he's just belly laughing under you and he's like, he rips his shirt open and it has this like giant inverted cross tattoo, <laughs> like with the rose thorn uh, vines around it and uh, he's like you can't touch me i'm protected by satan he angles the the gun under you and he like fires uh and you get the final like uh, little detail to uh, make sure it doesn't suck too bad i'd uh, give a, a flick of the the chain necklace and it catches in the uh the hammer oh cool yeah so just click <laughs> I think he, I think he, he like swears at you like ah you altar boy <laughs> or something like that. So we cut 
outside the cantina and we see this like big uh wingtip snakeskin boot in the in the absolute foreground frog perspective and there's like this uh musical sting or stinger whatever you call them robert rodriguez uh, electric guitar kind of thing and uh, we see like a big uh, cigar cuban cigar like fall to the the ground and, and the boot steps on it and then we see this big dude walking toward the toward the cantina and we see uh, from the back that he has a super broad back and he has a, a red luchador mask uh, on Moments later, uh, the saloon doors like are pushed open, and we see this. Well, kind of like the the luchador mask we have on the cover here with the flames. You have the cape. Yeah, and the cape. Well, he has a suit. He has a suit, but he has the mask on, right? You could add a cape too. Fuck it. Okay, a cape. He has a red cape. Yes, obviously, he has a red cape over the suit. And I think what what's a good like Mexican wrestler name for like the sinner or like the devil worshipper or something like that? Quick to Google Translate. <laughs> or maybe he's just like El Calcinero or something, the butcher, right? Nah, El Pecador doesn't sound very good. How, how, the butcher. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's Carnicero, Carnicero, something like that. Yeah. Like you can barely see that he has like a like an evil guy's goatee under the under the mask. No, no. Usually the mask are your the mouth is fully fully available. So yes, you can see the beard. Yeah, exactly. You can see, it. but you can't see like because the mask is usually it covers the chin, right? Yeah, it's a strap under the chin. Yeah, but you can still see you can still see that he has like the the little like around the mouth beard that makes him that tells you that he's a bad guy. You you know him from like the the wrestling circuit, uh, and he was like a famous for for using dirty tricks and uh, channeling the power of satan to win his uh, matches uh rumors are also bound that he's actually a vampire unsubstantiated he, i think he just says with like this like satan voice like el phoenix now you will die i've died many times before i always come back <laughs> you are like a cockroach <laughs> as he's like walking toward you and like taking off his suit without taking off his cape <laughs> i look around at people clear the room <laughs> everybody fucks off it's like, <laughs> everybody's like oh no <laughs> so so we have that exchange and what do, what do you do when when we're both wearing patent leather shoes. Well, he's wearing his he's wearing his like snakeskin uh, wingtip boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing patent leather shoes. We we circle each other. So it was in Phoenix we last met. <laughs> Lucky for you, El Phoenix. <laughs> you tried many many foul tricks, but this time you will not succeed. I will send you back crying like a newborn baby. And that's when he like hurls something at you, like uh, like underhanded, maybe some dust or something. And uh, what do you do? I see it coming. I clap my hands as hard as I can to cause a shockwave to blow it right back at him. That's a might trick. Oh yes, awesome. Yes, very cool. Go for it. Ah, got five. But he's a hazard. What hazard one or hazard two? Oh, I think he's a hazard of one. He's like the equivalent to to Crag. So you still have a five. You still get two style point plot points. I best start using these suckers. <laughs> yes, you should. Just you wait. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw El Jefe at you. That's gonna be it. That's gonna be a bad, bad scene. There's a thunderous crack. It, what tables and chairs are nearby are also blown away as the dust goes right back at him, right into his face. <laughs> 
I clear our our fighting space of all bits and pe- bits and pieces of detritus. Unfortunately, I also probably shove any remaining people in the room off to the side walls as well. <laughs> The detail here is that he manages to raise one of his hands, so he manages to save one of his eyes when the, when the dust goes in his other, you know, he goes into his left eye or something. Left is sinister, so that's bad. So right eye, because we're all about the symbolism here. He gets the dust in his right eye and he swears, ah! Yeah, he looks even more sinister now, glaring at you with a one evil eye. I go heads down and charge him. I'm going to try get him, get him to a hold and go try to do, do the old pile driver. You know, I pick him up and I fall backwards. We jump over to uh, Osrak and Crag being being blown off against a wall or something. And Crag's swearing at that that uh, damn luchador. What do you do, um, Osrak? When tables and chairs and stuff are getting moved, I want to push him over the table so then he'll be upside down and that cross will be right side up <laughs> and then i can undo the the protection spell on him awesome now do you want that to be a lowering of his hazard rating or would you like to just banish him again sure lower his hazard rating yeah let's go back up to make sure i do this correctly uh, hazard reduction so you roll your full complement of three dice if one of them gets a five or a six, instead of gaining plot points, uh, you get to reduce the hazard rating by the number of plot points you would normally have earned. So, and no, ah, he'll he'll eat the three, right? Oh, I have total control. Okay, you jump on him, and he sort of like gets his feet under you and gives you a firm kick. So you you go flying up, you go through the ceiling. Uh, through the ceiling, up, go through the ceiling again, because there's a little bit of an arc, right? And you come down, and you come down, a, you know, straight through somebody's poker table. We see the pendant with the cross. It's like stuck in in one of the debris bits of wood in the in the ceiling, so it's like dangling and glittering above you. He spins around in the middle of the the mess, uh, and he opines that uh, you should never have given up the true power of satan ozzy <laughs> i'll teach you that i'll teach you suffering <laughs> you know whatever evil will hop back over to the the luchadors uh, about to bull rush each other <laughs> so my goal is to hit, headbutt him in the stomach to knock the wind out of him and then just try to grab him so i can then pick him up and you know fall backwards and he's upside down so i can basically pile drive into the ground awesome so and I'm going to spend two plot points on that, so give me a total of a bunch of dice. Oh, yes! Wow, so you still get a six. Uh, so you get uh, you get three plot points. So one plus whoever you, how many you have, which is two, right? So I spent two plot points, and then I get and I, and I got two in might, so it gets me a total of, I'm, ba- I'm up to eight plot points now. <laughs> you just hear the wind gush out of them as I pick them up, and... Uh, head first into the floor. Uh, it's a wooden floor, and it, his head goes through the floor. Oh yeah, like he, you. I mean, he's probably down to his nipples, right? Well, no, no. Unfortunately, this is wood floor laid on top of concrete. Oh. <laughs> and yes, he cracks the concrete. Oh, oh, of course, yes. So, would you say that that uh, El Calcinero Calcinero is uh, is out? Like you've taken him out finally? Oh no! I want. I want. We want to play some more. <laughs> So so why he like he comes back up and he's like all all dizzy. Oh yeah. We're we're, we're doing proper wrestling. He's shaking his head. No, of course now he's getting even madder. I'm just saying there with you know, arms out. Come. Come meet your maker. <laughs> okay, so Osrak from the ruin of the poker table. He's coming at me. 
I think he's leveling the 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 fire gun at you. As I'm laying there amidst the poker chips and stuff, there's also the St. Jude's medal, the patron saint of lost causes, which I feel like is me. <laughs> I grab that, flick it into into his eye. <laughs> okay, Some cool. Holy retribution. <laughs> okay. Hey, I had two sixes this time, so I could keep one. Yeah, so you have total control. What happens? He goes, ah, and shoots in the ceiling. The, the necklace then falls down so I can grab it, and I'm ready to use it on him. Uh, I mean, you have total control. You could say that you, uh, as he's like, ah, you take the opportunity to, to banish him. Okay, yeah, he shoots up into the, the ceiling. The necklace falls down around his neck. <laughs> and then I, like, put my hand on it and say the the words, and there's, like, a poof, and there's some smoke, and the necklace hangs there for, like, half a second and then falls to the ground. <laughs> so, over <laughs> to the, uh, oh, take a plot point for, for uh, the patron saint of last causes, by the way. Uh, over to the luchadors. Oh yeah, like uh, the butcher is mad. Now he's mad. He's spitting mad. He's coming at you like a like a like a mad buffalo. A good luchador l- learns many things, including aikido. <laughs> Take a flat point. That's so wonderfully <laughs> stupid. As he runs at me, I, a hand comes out, another and a, hand, a foot comes up, and I just catapult him. Through the wall as hard as I can. Oh, we'll see. Uh, so might, I'm guessing. Yes, and you know what? I got nine plot points. I'm going to spend four, so I'm down to five. That way, if I do roll sixes, I'll, I won't. I only get three back. Oh, a bunch of fives. So he takes away one five. Uh, so you still get a five. Yeah, I catapult him through the air, through the wall. You know, you know, he's just flying. He's going back first in the wall, and of course, he leaves a El, El Casarino's uh, hole in the wall as he passes through. <laughs> as you are catapulting him, he manages to kind of half hold on to an arm, right, one of your arms, and he doesn't hold his grip, but he manages to rake you with his nails, his filthy butcher nails, and there's an ugly sort of uh, tear that looks kind of like a weird, like, uh, satanic chicken's claw or something on your arm. And it, it begins immediately to sort of, not ooze, but it's like, we, we see enough, it's enough PG-13-ish uh, to suggest that, uh, like, okay, this is this is bad. It's more than just, like, scary blood. He has something bad under his nails or something. And then he goes flying through the, you know. And that takes him out. Yeah. Azrak, I have need of your abilities. I grab the the filthy filthy bar towel and wrap my uh, my forearm with it. <laughs> I think the waitress comes over and and is super impressed by Azrak and and it's like doing the googly eyes and and asking for a crucifix back. I pick it up carefully, put it over, and hold my my hand on it, which is over her heart, which is you know right on her breast. Bless you. <laughs> she goes, God bless you, Senor. <laughs> The, the poor bartender is looking around at his cantina that's been uh, solidly trashed. And he's like, oh, oh no, El Jefe will have my head now. You have got to do something. He is over in the factories. And for some reason, he's migrated to a East uh, European accent, but whatever. Azrak, I pull it all away. What do you think? Chicks dig scars. <laughs> Can you at least bless it? Uh, sure. <laughs> Maybe we, we, we get some iodine and he paints a cross on it or something like that. No, no, no. I take your arm, 
spill some alcohol on it, touch it with my cigarette, and it flames up, and <laughs> there, you're all better now. <laughs> all the while, not a look on my face. It's like, I'm just looking at it very detached, you know, like, you know flex the muscles. I have a spare suit in the car. Oh, and pull out my cape, which is black with silver trim. It is time we met this El Jefe. Then we squeeze ourselves into the Shelby. <laughs> sure. So you drive over to the compound, right? Which is right next to the kind of refinery areas. Uh, and it's, you know, festooned with these. Is there a gate we have to go through? Or? Sure. But it's like it's, it's completely crowd, overcrowded with these uh, cartel goons. And they look like the extra scary types. They're not, you know, scary individually. They're just scary as gangs. And you can hear like the uh, the sounds of music, some sort of celebration, like some happy Mexican music from from inside the compound. There's a mariachi band playing, yes, <laughs> pretty much. And one of the the really sinister looking dudes, he like comes over and uh, looks at you over like a toll guard or something, and uh, flexes his shoulders, and then he says, uh, "I'm sorry, senors, uh, we'll have to come back for your uh, for your vendetta another time." His daughter is getting married in a very important occasion. No, no, no. We will come join the celebration. It's a happy time. It must be, it must be shared. Who is the lucky groom? And, and I'll spend a plot point that he thinks, oh, okay. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to spend your plot point? That's cool. So who's the lucky groom? Uh, he'll, he'll answer like, oh, it is Pablo. It is one of the uh, factory foremen. A local in the village, a good man, I hear. Between you and me, I don't think he is cartel material. Anyway, if, if, you, if the two of you will swear not to start any trouble till the uh, wedding is over with, uh, you're welcome to partake in the festivities. You have my word as a luchador. I will not start anything. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> I would never ruin the bride's special day. <laughs> So he does, he does a little, like, he crosses himself in the Catholic fashion, and uh, then he gives a sign to the rest that they can open the gate, uh, and they do, and you get to drive into this compound that looks, it looks like suddenly you're, like, you're on a completely different set, and it's somewhere in, like, Beverly Hills, with, like, uh, fountains and, and grassy lawns and little palm trees, and... And it's completely festooned with all sorts of, you know, ribbons and so forth, and... Mm, yeah, flowers everywhere, and there's the wait staff, you know, running around the happy couple because they've already exchanged vows. We're at the dinner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I go to the back of the back of my trunk and I'll spend our plot point and pull out a wedding present. Awesome, awesome use of a plot point. <laughs> That's the best. What it? What? Pray tell. What is the wedding present? A toaster. <laughs> When you the two of you show up, like uh, for a moment, like the music stops and there's a like ridiculous, like tense moment, and everybody's looking around. And then like uh, El Jefe, who is this? He's this like solid mustachioed fellow, like, and, and there's this like ridiculous tense moment as everybody's looking around, and there's almost like this uh, good, bad, ugly eye close up, eye close up thing. But then El Jefe, who is this um, man of modest size with a an impressive mustache he sort of nods to the band and the band starts going back to to playing and everybody goes back to doing their thing and having a conversation and um he he waves you both of you over yeah we're going to see him first even though it is the wedding he's the one we we, we greet first well yes and no i mean he's at the table the the uh, bride and the groom and all that and everybody gets up um, El Jefe's wife, his daughter, uh, Pablo from the factory, who looks like a total milksop. 
shake hands, you know, bend over, give a kiss to the senorita's hands, and then hand the gift to the groom. Because I figure he's the one that's going to be doing all the heavy work in the house. Uh, I think El Jefe says, ah, welcome, welcome, gentlemen, to my humble villa. My daughter, Mercedes, Pablo, uh, her new husband. I'm glad you could uh, be civil and uh, attend this wedding reception. <laughs> <laughs> I heard over the telephone that there was uh, some fracas uh, over at the cantina. That's unfortunate. Really shouldn't uh, contract with demons. They are so unpredictable, you know. Indeed. No offense, man, of course. And he directs himself <laughs> to Ostrak. Today is the day of your, of your daughter's wedding. We should not disturb that. No, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm sorry. I pr- bring up bad tidings and bad, bad things. Uh, and he uh, signs to one of the servants to bring you drinks. Like, uh, we should have a toast. Oh, yeah. And a little side glance at some of the lesser people on the table who get up and move over one, move over two. So we have seats right next to him. Oh, yeah. They were, they were the unimportant close relatives. So I think Mercedes, the daughter, she, uh, I think she looks over to Osrak. We were talking about maybe ha- taking our, our honeymoon over in Hawaii. Well, what do you say? Or it would be Monster Island, I guess. The Monster Island. Have you been there? The Lord has not yet taken me there. The monsters, they. They are creatures of nature. <laughs> they out, are outside our, our ideals of good and evil. Uh, they, they too are God's creation, yeah? Well, most of them. There, there are a few created <laughs> by evil scientists and uh, the tamperings of man. <laughs> well, in that case, I hope we will run into none of them. Our hotel will, will remain inviolate from, from these monsters. But it will be fun to see uh, them stomp on one of the smaller towns, maybe. Seeing um, a battle between uh, Godzilla and Rodan is quite a sight. <laughs> Pablo is wiping his brow like <laughs> he's not looking forward to that at all. <laughs> From what I hear, you should engage some of the monster smashers as uh, protection. They are very good at what they do. <laughs> Give me, give, John, give me a na- the name of like a random Japanese superhero that fights kaiju. Katamono. <laughs> the beast. Grid- no, no. Gridman. Gridman. <laughs> so El Jefe will, will say that, I've heard that, grid, that the great Gridman is, uh, is in the neighborhood. And if it were so that some mad scientist, the great lizard is being... Uh, released upon Monster Island, then uh, he shall make short work of it, I'm sure. Though I'm not sure he is truly a man of God, and he cr- he, he crosses himself. He is probably Buddhist or Shinto. <laughs> probably both. <laughs> God save us all. <laughs> now, 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 Let, let's not sit here uh, all night. Let's dance, let's dance. You, you, he points to uh, El Phoenix. Uh, you dance with, uh, with the bride. And you, you dance with my wife. Uh, he points to Osrak. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, I have wrestling acrobatics. I, could acrobatics include dance? Well, do you, do you want to make a daring dance that is super impressive and, and um, impress everybody? Oh, sure. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I'll even spl- uh, spend a plot point on that. And you'll get one plot point back, back for doing it, so uh, you're, you're at an even. Yeah, I do okay. He and the bride dance, and then I go over to the, the band and slip them some money, and they start playing a, uh, a tango, and I you know, go to his wife, they crouch, <laughs> and pull her really close and start dancing dirty. <laughs> take, a, take a plot point for that. <laughs> 
So I think the impression you make first there, uh, Mr. Wrestler. Uh, competent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's impressive. It's just that uh, toward the end, like one of the bride's uh, heels break, they were kind of made more for standing on or something. So she has to excuse herself. And it's not your fault or anything, but it sort of makes a, leaves a little sour note at the very end. Yeah, it's also a case of, you know, King Kong dancing with Faye Ray. Because she's probably, what, five foot two? So she, she takes her shoes off and she's like, ah, oh, typical. Daddy always buying me the, the cheap shoes. You dance divinely no matter what. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to minimize anything. No, no, no. I would arm out and let and I assist her back to her, to her, to her chair. Actually, I, I walk over to her, to her groom and say, ah, Pablo, you should dance with your wife. And hand him and hand her over. So he's about to do that, and then like the tango music comes on, and he's like, "Um, I'll wait." <laughs> I lean forward and say, "You shall dance with your wife." Ah, uh, next one. <laughs> A hand rests on his shoulder. You will dance with your wife. <laughs> no, he nods. He's gonna. He's just not gonna do it now. He drinks. I spin a plot point. There's pressure on his shoulder. You will dance with your wife now. Hmm, that sounds like charm. Uh, you can spend the plot point and roll an extra die if you want to. Sure. And... Nope. But you got three, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, so he says, uh, I, uh, senor, I'm, uh, I, I'm a little overwhelmed. I, I, will, I will dance. He, he has to go get her shoes, her new shoes for her. Yes! <laughs> You will make a good husband. You know, <laughs> slap him in the back, which sends him into the table. Sure. I will be back, mi amor. And then he is off to the, the building proper. And then we see, like, the, the close tango dance. <laughs> Why don't you roll daring there? Um, and I'll spend one of my plot points because the dice haven't been kind to me. I got a five. You tell me what happens and I'll, I'll add a little wrinkle. Brings her in close, and he there's uh, lots of spinning her around and up <laughs> and does super low dips, and <laughs> at the end she's like uh, fanning herself as that finally the the music ends and he uh, escorts her back to El Jefe. And he's like, "Oh, you you are a lucky man, sir. She is quite a woman." <laughs> Kisses her hand. <laughs> You can see how El Jefe is is breaking his cigar in two in in his fist. <laughs> he is keeping a very a very you know he didn't like that at all, <laughs> but he's not doing anything because the piece of his daughter's wedding is more important. <laughs> but you will pay for that. <laughs> as, as I go back to, as I go back to my chair, I pick up a bottle of champagne and fill his flute back up again. Now, now, Senor, we're at peace now. A toast to peace, El Phoenix. <laughs> clink, clink. Do the do the toast and specifically wink at the wife. Oh, of course. <laughs> so I think we allied the whole like reception evening, and then we we move on to like uh, it's uh, in the early morning hours, just before dawn, and it's just you. You're outside by the pool, uh, and it's just you and El Jefe, and maybe his right hand man, and El Jefe smoking his cigar and enjoying like uh, fine liqueur. And you guys are in whatever state you would like to be in. You know, maybe you've switched clothes or I switched into my into my casual sports jacket. No, you know, open open neck shirt. And Hefe takes a drag on his cigar and he says, "Not far from here, there is a old quarry, an old limestone quarry. Ah, uh, it is where in former times we had our operation, but uh, now that we are able to operate in the open, it has fallen into 
disuse. This is a good place, I think, for us to settle our business. I will meet you there with all of my men at noon in the morning. And we shall settle this like gentlemen. Raise a glass of my fine, uh, it has to be Kentucky bourbon. There may be no (laughs) Kentucky, but there's Kentucky bourbon. Of course. To the better man. Yes. <laughs> I think when he says that, he looks at, uh, at Ostrak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And of course, he puts us up for the night. Of course. You know, he's a proper Bond villain. Oh, that means he has to, ha- he has to have his, his jaws or odd job. I, I guess we'll see. Yeah, can I just suggest? Oh, go for it. Luchador, but he's also a demon. El Diablo. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> El Luchador demon. With big Hellboy uh, horns, you know. Okay, so smash cut to uh, the two of you rolling in your Shelby into the limestone quarry. Everything is blindingly bright. Uh, it's high noon. I'm in my full luchador outfit. Scores of uh, cartel thugs are lined around the limestone terraces. And on top of one of those like giant uh, stone cargo loaders, you know, those enormous freaking trucks with the wheel- wheels the size of trucks. El Jefe standing with a giant, like, uh, some sort of M16 underslung grenade launcher or something. And uh, in front, we have, like, the El Diablo. Uh, and El Jefe is calling out, and it echoes throughout the quarry. You upstarts will regret messing with El Jefe. Long live la cocaina! And then he's, like, firing wildly up into the air. And all of the cartel thugs start yipping and, and yawing ridiculous and and el el diablo he rips a, a, off his like suit and uh there's just like this uh red um uh fireproof demon skin underneath rippling with muscle and he's a head taller than i am <laughs> of course it's like the scene in in six string samurai right where the russians are just like rushing at poor poor uh buddy but it's like the cartel thugs with their rifles and their uh, switchblades and their axes what do you guys do well, I take off my cape because, you know, no capes. And I'm just standing ready. Oh, 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 s- sorry. Small detail. El Diablo, he has the wrestler's champion belt from the, the Hell Championships. Like, he's a bad, bad dude. And that, that would be a super trophy for El Phoenix. Hazard 2 for him? Oh, yeah. The cartel goons as a group is Hazard 1. I think uh, Mr. Mr. El Diablo is Hazard 2. Uh, and I think if you wanted to tangle with El Jefe himself, he's Hazard 2. I'll look over at Ozrak. I'll take care of El Diablo. You take care of the f- mooks. <laughs> he has a speech impediment. <laughs> El Diablo. El, El Lobo. What? <laughs> Diablo. Diablo. I'm just messing with you. You may reign in hell, but I reign here. A fight with no mercy, a fight with no quarter. You will go down. <laughs> I think he answers for like, <laughs> and like takes a giant demon jump, a leap like down from the terraces. Oh, I leap too. Oh uh, yeah, uh, we're, we're, do- we're doing that bit from, from Thor Rangarok. Oh yeah, of course. Yes. Oh, fuck it. Roll. <laughs> Oh, I can spend two pot points on this. Uh, do you think it's daring or might, or what? What do you intend to do? Might. Uh, I'm going against a demon. I'm. I'm going might. There's going to be sonic booms at this point. Ooh, only a four, and I lose that, and I lose. I get. I basically I get a two. So I, I. This is going bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's just really cool. Like we we we. we 
everybody's rooting for for El Phoenix and uh, El Diablo. He just like he he has this giant demon fist that just covers your entire mask face, and he just we see him meet you in the air, and his momentum overtakes yours, and you go f- both of you go flying into the ground. And this just giant dust ball, right? Poof. And uh, and uh, you know sonic discharge and some of the cartel dudes are like flying every which way. And when the dust sort of settles, we just see like there's this there's just ash and uh, and smoke underneath uh, El Diablo, uh, and he uh, like brushes himself off casually, like oh that was nothing. Uh, but we shall see. And I, I'm uh, doing a doing a dust angel right now. We don't even see El Phoenix. He has just been reduced to dust and smoke, or has he? Question mark. So we cut over to Osrak, still in the Shelby, or or what are you doing? Dom stepping out, surveying the uh, mooks that are advancing and uh, shooting wildly. <laughs> you wish to uh, mess with the the powers of hell? I'll show you. And he takes his cigarette out of his mouth, blows on the end, and his like flamethrower shoots out. Oh, <laughs> sounds like magic to me. Uh, they are hazarding one, so uh, the six goes away. Oh, are you spending a, a plot point since you rolled four? No, but I have, I have magic. Right, so you still roll three, right? You still roll three, but it allows you to do extra things, like you know, things you normally can't do, like reduce hazard ratings and and. Oh, I thought I thought you added extra die. For your style ratings. I think you don't, but I may be wrong. Because I've been doing that all along. Yeah, that's why I've been doing it. <laughs> oh, have you? Ah, fuck it. Let's do that. Whatever. It's not that important. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, you still have a five, so there's a little bit of a t- tiny detail that I'm going to stick in there. But you tell me what happens. Uh, I think as they're advancing, then this flamethrower, they all you know go falling back and... There's guns getting dropped and people have, you know, there's someone on fire that they're like trying to bat out and, you know, the stump, they get the stump man who's on fire running through the frame. Right, right. But they, they can't, they can't be like dead, dead though. So they have, they have to be like, the, you know, their clothes are on fire or something, right? Because of the mode, right? Otherwise, totally, they would be like balls of flame. <laughs> yeah, but you have the stump man whose back's on fire and he's, ah, and. <laughs> Correct. Awesome. So El Jefe spying all this this uh, uh, madness. He uh, lets out an echoing, you dare, you dare, senor. And he, he fires off a burst and, and you have to, it forces you to quit the, the place you are uh, blowing on your cigarette, right? So uh, you have to abandon it and dash for cover or uh, you tell me what you do. Shoots the cigar, cigarette out of my hand. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> So back to the nonchalant uh, El Diablo, believing he has thoroughly trounced El Phoenix. He's got his arms up. He's flexing. He's walking around. Behind him, the dust swirls and swirls and swirls. And then with a mighty gout of fire floating in the air with wings of flame. (laughs) Strike me down and and I come back stronger. And I'm going to hit him with a full Phoenix fire blast, which also involves me, you know, slapping my hands together really hard. It turns into a gout of supersonic flame instead of just normal sound. There goes my two pot points. I just take my stuff down to zero because I probably get more. And that's going to be a bunch of dice. One six, it goes away. The five goes away, but I get a four. So you describe what happens and I'll 
Or 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 could could I go with reducing his hazard? If if that's rather what you would like to do, then sure. Yes, do that. But you need a five or a six to be able to do that. So I I don't recommend it. Oh, so the, so even though I rolled a even though I rolled a six and a five, I would need actually an additional five or six to do it, though, right? In that case, I'll just take I'll just take the four and you know and I get some control. You have control, but I will add a wrinkle or like an element, right? Uh, it's it's just like uh, like Dirk's narration, fire flamethrower, and then you know half a shot got it out of his face or something. I bathe him in fire. Fire flames everywhere. The ground is turning into green glass from the heat. His feet are sticking because, well, yeah, it's he's in molten glass. Okay, I like that. So we see him kind of get stuck in the in the limestone glass. <laughs> dust glass no i think what we see is him at first kind of laughing off the fire but then we see he's stuck in the glass and he's like (laughs) so you haven't actually hurt him or uh disable him or anything but um he's stuck where he is back to osrek yeah (laughs) you still have some cartel goons running around uh the ones who are not partly on fire or running away from the whole inferno before you want to take on the jefe el jefe if you El Jefe is like in his giant truck, right? He's standing on top of it. I look at one of the giant bulldozers there, and my eyes flash red as I am taking control of it, turning into a killdozer. <laughs> uh, and with the intent of like attacking El Jefe or the rest of the cartel. Group. Yeah, it'll go charging through, knocking them out of the way so that I can take care of El Jefe. Awesome. Okay. Sounds like magic to me. So the five goes away, so four, you still get... Um, so you describe how that... Well, okay, I guess you already sort of described. So it's it's bowling through, sending the cartel goons running or, or you know, bouncing every which way. Knocking boulders uh, out of the way and rolling at them. Awesome. But of course, El Jefe, he loads his grenade launcher, uh, and we see, like... When he does, it has some like hell rune inscriptions on on the on the forty millimeter grenade or whatever. And he stuffs in and like boom, and it it hits the kill doser and uh, the kill doser gives up a a, a howl of oh and shuts down. <laughs> right. But it's accomplished its uh, its uh, main objective, which is a clear path for you. Let's hop on over to uh, El, El Luchador. Wings of flame still flying. I only I only get it for a little bit longer, and then it goes away. Of course, I will land gently. You, your reign here is over. I, El Phoenix Tiawana, will drive you back, back to the burning pits of hell where you belong. Then I'll do a dive, and I'm going to pull his mask off. Okay. Of course, this is a demon mask, so, you know, normally it would just be daring. This takes might to do, to pull a demon's luchador mask off. Sure. Bang. Yeah! Uh, so he's two, so you get a five. Yes, I reach down and I rip that mask off his face, exposing him to the world. Actually, can I do this one, do the hazard reduction? Because that would reduce him down to a two or one. Yes. Yes. So by exposing him to the world, he his hazard is dropped. He's his true face is now visible. What what is his face? It is the nicest baby face you ever saw in your life. <laughs> it's almost cherubic. 
and there's a moment where we feel sad for for <laughs> with giant devil horns coming out of the top. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just for a moment, and then of course he, his mouth opens up, and there's teeth like like daggers, you know. Yeah, let's hop on over to uh, to Osrak. Clear the path to El Jefe, uh, who is gesticulating and screaming atop his uh, giant truck. As I'm walking up towards him, past the the burning wreck of the the killdozer. I produce a handkerchief. It's a woman's handkerchief that I dab them the sweat off with me. It's his wife's handkerchief. <laughs> of course. This is making him um, irrational, and I want to try to reduce his uh, threat because he's going to be crazed by this. Reckless. Uh, so it's it's uh, whatever dice you roll, and you need uh, your highest need to be a five or a six uh, after. Oh, hold on, hold on. I may have been suggesting this uh, wrong. I think you just do the roll and you don't reduce the with the hazard rating, potentially. That would make more sense because then you, otherwise, why would you really do it other than... Play rolls his or a full complement of three dice and earn dice of five or six instead of gaining plot points. Yeah, full complement. There's no reduction. There's no... Oh, in that case, I've reduced El Diablo to a zero. Well, you only had two. So you, you already reduced it to two, right? Same result, but it doesn't matter. I, I've been screwing you over every every other role here, but okay, finally we get it right. There's no actual reduction when you are trying to reduce the hazard reduction or the hazard rating. So, uh, so you do uh, roll your your full complement, and and let's see what happens. Yeah, okay, we'll throw a plot point here. Oh, cool! You get a six high. That's one plus your whatever style you have in charm. Try only have one. You reduce well, that's two. Oh, but the number of plot points he or she has norm- would normally have earned. Yeah, you would have earned two uh, in that case. So you reduce it by two. He is down to zero as he is uh, chomping on his, uh, <laughs> his car with anger. Rosita! Yes. <laughs> he jumps down and then he, he, instead of shooting at you, he's like just rolls up his sleeves and he comes at you with his fists. <laughs> Let's do that now. Why not? He's screaming about... This is probably not the first time. So, well, he's babbling about something about uh, doing doing to this one what happened to all the others or whatever. So he's jumping at you with his fists. Well, what do you do? I'm going to do a move that's like part sort of jujitsu, part sort of the move I did in the tango with his wife and just kind of spinning him around, and the, except I'm throwing him and dropping him on the, the ground. Of course. <laughs> Good callback. Get a plot point. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, high six, yeah. All right. Uh, Total control. What happens? We're probably not ready to end this yet. I think we're we're drawing up on the the end. It's supposed to be kind of intense and short. So. So then I swing him around and drop him into a deep pit that's full of full of water up to like his waist in the mud. We hear a big splash and he's sputtering and trying to crawl out of it and he's just slipping back down <laughs> so is he, is he calling for you to help him i think he's just yelling incoherently in, in his rage you know, <laughs> i will kill you you uh, i am el jefe how about some of the cartel goons seeing him as being quite pathetic right maybe they they decide that uh well maybe he's not actually El Jefe. some of them run up to the to the pit to see what happened and then they'd see him he looks all pathetic and they'd start laughing at him <laughs> so horrible awesome uh, meanwhile uh we see the the poor baby-faced uh, uh demon wrestler el diablo stuck in the molten glass he manages to yank one of his feet loose and then he kind of half turns to see where you went and what do you do 
I'm landing next to the big truck, you know, using the last of my of my resurrection energy. I reach over, grab it, veins popping out, muscles bustling, and pick it up and throw it at him. Ah, fuck it. You don't have to roll. That's that's too cool. Um, so what happens? He just screams as as all that cold iron hits him. <laughs> <laughs> and you see this burst of of devil flame, and the rest of, for some reason the wrestling belt just falls to the falls to the ground and lands on top of the still cooling glass. I'll get it later. Awesome. So I think we do a smash cut to a totally like rip off of the original Star Star Wars, where there's like El Presidente is having like a uh, there's like a, a an award ceremony with El, with El Presidente, where he's like giving you medals. <laughs> And there's like this triumphant, like half Mexican, kind of Mexican Texan marching band. uh, (laughs) Uh, Mariachi. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And we have to have Pablo there with his, with with his, with his rice Mercedes. Oh yeah. Pablo looking much, much more confident and she's looking much more subdued, you know, like all of a sudden we find out he wasn't that milksop that that everyone may have thought he was. I think also maybe like uh, El Presidente has he has brought a suggestion to El Presidente to turn the refineries into into you know law abiding yeah. <laughs> like, like a non cocaine uh, production facility and uh, that's turned him into a much more confident happy man. <laughs> yeah, and of course I'm wearing I'm wearing the El Diablo's uh, belt, but it's not around my waist; it's over my shoulder because his waist was much bigger than mine. Of course, I'm wearing like a sash. Wait, so you're chewy in this situation, so you don't get the medal? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I can't medal. I'm in in the follow-up comic book that shows him getting the medal. I think we'll close it off there. That was was a lovely, potentially messy session of Octane, but there you go. Psychotronic nonsense. Good laugh. Good laugh. It's not a bad little system. I mean, it's de- it definitely does fall into the storytelling mode. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure initially, but it's fun. Yeah, I, I'm, I, yeah I, this was like a, a half hour before the session. I was like, hmm, everybody seems to be in a really droopy mood and feeling terrible. And I'm not super into like a horror Mutant Chronicles episode, so it might work. I hadn't played it since last year so i probably got all the kinds of rules wrong so. <laughs> it's, it seems like a uh, a game where it doesn't really matter <laughs> true we had fun there has to be like a like a advertisement for for the the sequel at the end of the <laughs> thing where like it turns out rosita is like a mexican vampire <laughs> you have to deal with her coven <laughs> i'm just the man for that job <laughs> And she's standing next to the butcher, who then they both smile and they both got fangs. Because <laughs> remember, you said he, you know, rumored to be a vampire. Oh, yeah, that's true. Good fun, good fun. Um, well, I'm going to leave you guys uh, to whatever fun stuff you want to get up to this Sunday. Uh, I think they played it on one of the monkeys or gutter skypes or something. Well, that's possible, yeah. I remember Nikki saying Octony is her pronunciation. Uh, yes, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may have they may have played it on the on the gutter skypes. You are correct. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Now I remember that session because it was um uh, Josh ran it and uh Nikki was playing a Death Rock Siren and they ended up in hell and hell was just every 
every everyday occurrence that you hate, like when you're stuck in traffic and you have to get to your daughter's recital, like that's deaf. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a word like Josh just kind of like gave up on the session and had like giant dancing demons just step on everything. Yes. <laughs> Which is totally in line with this game. It's it's meant to be silly, right? Sorry, I'm just adjusting my sensitivity. I notice it's picking up my refrigerator. <laughs> Any sound. Is your refrigerator running? <laughs> I better go catch it. It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.